Hi, we're Katie, Jessica, and Shannon, and this is Boy Problems Podcast, a community focused on supporting families navigating substance use disorder. We hope sharing our stories, introducing you to experts, and answering all the questions you have no one else to ask will help you better navigate your story. Through our partners' recoveries, we found each other and formed our own squad, one we know is so valuable to how we manage this disease in our relationships. So we started bringing a microphone to our hangouts to extend our conversations to others just like us. When you're here, you're not alone. If you're listening, you probably know we met at a family support group and our bonds have grown stronger through sharing our stories and supporting each other. When we think about the thing that's helped us most, it's that. So we'd like to extend that community to you. If you're feeling like no one understands what you're dealing with or you're looking for a community of like-minded individuals, consider joining us for our virtual support group. For details, visit recovering2.com. We know what you're going through, and we're here to help. We're recovering, too. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast. We are back in action. Uh, Today, we're going to do a check-in because we haven't done that in a while. So, hey, Jessica. Hey, Shannon. Hello, ladies. All right. Who wants to jump in? What's going on? Jessica, Jessica, we haven't heard from you in a while. Oh, Put her on the spot. <laughs> Leave me empty dead space and I will fill it. Um, okay, let's see. Well, work has been very busy. That's been going on. But everything's been really good between like Casey and I. We were just talking before we started recording about how sometimes like we feel like when things are going well it's like that thought of like but is it I feel like that a lot I got um a call today from like a phone number that was like in my sit had my city area code but I didn't know who it was and instantly like I mean I sent it to voicemail but then I I text uh Casey and I was like are you okay I got a phone I got a call and that always freaks me out it's just like these little things that are like and then they left a voicemail and it was spam. And then I text Casey back and was like, yeah, that wasn't, you, uh, never mind, <laughs> disregard. Um, so I think things like that happen a lot. Oh, I just had something like that happen this past weekend. So I was off work on Friday and I was getting ready to go to carb day, you know, at the, mm-hmm. the track because we're here in Indy, Indy 500 weekend. And so I was like cleaning out my car to like make room for people. And I reached under the seat and pulled out like a piece of paper and it was like a police report. And I didn't even, I just saw like the top that said something about police. And before I even skimmed it, it was just like, you know, my heart was like in my throat, Mm -hmm. feeling myself panicking. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Because I know it's not from me and Jay drives my car a lot. And so I start like looking through it, like looking for all the information. And my first thought was like, oh my God, if this better not be a DUI, which logically that wouldn't have, I would have probably known about that before this, because 
I don't think he would have just been sent on his way for a DUI, but like <laughs> yeah. that, that has been my experiences with police reports for him are like DUI. So I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to find out about alcohol? Like, I can't believe this. And I'm skimming it. And it was just a warning for like speeding, but it was in Kosciuszko County, which is Northern Indiana. And so then I'm like racking my brain on like, why the heck was he up there? And I'm trying to think through any situation that I would know. The date was like March 21st. So, you know, I immediately like pull out my calendar, start looking and I'm like, oh yeah, that was when he went to Chicago for a show with his friend and his Mm -hmm. friend lives in Fort Wayne. They drove from Chicago to Fort Wayne. So I put it in my maps. Guess what? They go through Kosciuszko County. So I'm like, all right, this is all adding up, but it just, I went through that whole series of things in like a matter of minutes. And it was just so interesting how I felt the need to like piece it all together before I even asked Jay. And so Mm -hmm. after the fact, I was telling Jay this and he was like, why didn't you just ask me about it? And he said, well, what I came up with is I felt like I needed to come up with some sort of story that made sense in my mind to piece it together so that when I did ask you, I could feel like I've figured out if you were lying or not, like how far off base was he going to be from like true facts? Like if I had established, (laughs) oh, he was coming from Chicago because it lines up with time frame and he's trying to tell me the story of like oh it's when I went to buy a record player from somewhere like that would be like a red flag like I caught you mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know it was just so weird but I, yeah I don't know I was like I guess I just felt like I needed to try and piece something together so I could catch you in a lie if you were gonna lie about it and I, I don't know yeah I do those things all the time. It's just like the smallest things. Like there's like, we just had, so it was just Memorial Day weekend. And we went to my grandparents for the cookout that we do every year. And one of the things that like, when I look back in hindsight, that like stands out to me about if Casey's using and I find out later, is like, he's always so easygoing. You know, like he's usually grumpy, <laughs> like his normal, like, uh disposition is like kind of grumpy in the morning you know he warms up but like there's like only like a three-hour block where this man's like happy-go-lucky in any given day and so we were at like our um cookout and he was just in such a great mood and I was just like (laughs) okay what's going on like (laughs) this is not normal but he was just like enjoying I mean he was just having a really good time with our family but it was just like I don't see that I don't see him like that often and because you know day to day is kind of work it's kind of a grind or whatever but we were just having a great time and um yeah so it's just like even in good times when it's like think like I should be like really grateful that you know we're having fun and we're like hanging out with our family and I'm like wait why is he having so much fun (laughs) what is he doing (laughs) that's really funny you shared that before about the times when he's been using he's been in like a good mood and so how that's like so messed up now that now when he's in a good mood you're like questioning it 
Yeah, that's really funny. Because my because mm-hmm. Kimmon wasn't a jerk when he was using. And so that was oh, always something for you and me that was so different. As Casey was super nice, <laughs> Kimmon was not. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like Jay was kind of in the middle of the road there. Like I don't remember him having like super big like mood swings during using. Like there wasn't really something personality wise that was a big like giveaway. So. Yeah, that was the big. Those are sometimes the biggest giveaways for me. And then like little things like is he sweating I don't know these things just happen and I don't and but now it's like night it was like 85 degrees the other day and he's like sweating like he has this new hobby of like aquascaping which is really cool but it's basically like gardening in an aquarium I don't know oh (laughs) I was like what is that (laughs) it's really cool but I he's basically yeah that's how I can describe it and anyways, he's like working on this and like carrying buckets around and stuff and like actually sweating. And I was like, wait, why are you sweating? What's going on? Like what's happening? Like just every day. It's exhausting sometimes when it's just like these things come up and you just like are triggered to think back to like, oh, that was a sign I should have picked up on. Or and then when it happens in normal life, you used to think this a lot too. And um he would actually get sick like the man can never be sick without me like drug testing him and interrogating him and I mean just not like you can never be sick and I so sometimes just feel bad like man let this man live his life (laughs) but also like I need to know if if what I think is happening is actually happening I know well and I shared like the sick thing on stories one time like this winter there was a time period when Jay was sick and I like did a poll like do other people feel triggered when their loved one is sick and the overwhelming response was yes so but you're right it's just like you can't just be sick it's always like okay but what is it for real yeah what's really going on yeah yeah so I don't know. I mean, that, I mean, I guess we've had a little bit of those things happening lately. I don't know if they're happening more or I'm just like thinking of them now because you asked me what was going on. But um, yeah, so I guess I don't know what to do about it. But those are some of the things we've, we've had conversations about recently. But yeah, other than that, I what's he say? What's he say? <sighs> like, if I'm like, why are you sweating? <laughs> he ob- he um, probably knows why you're asking though yeah 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 um a lot of the times he's like annoyed honestly he's like I'm just doing something like, like I'm just doing my thing um but I mean at the end of the day like he understands why um I don't think it's necessarily healthy like for this to continue so we've been talking about like going to couples counseling and like things just to kind of work through it and like re-establish trust um because it's not fun like because I bring it up you know I'm like why are you sweating you know and it's in the it's this like hour-long thing we deal with on the weekend and it's like I don't want to do that all the time um or even today when I was like are you okay sending a text it's just like he doesn't want to get that text like are you okay is everything okay like and then see it he cuts hair for a living too so he's not like staring at his phone so then he like sees it in panics and was like what's she think I'm doing 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, he's he's usually understanding if he's um, having a bad day or it's like, you know, sometimes he gets annoyed and he's just like annoyed. But mostly he's just, you know, understand understanding. Yeah. The um the annoyed response, that's a complicated response as well, I feel like, because Jay also mm-hmm. will get kind of annoyed. Um, it's not sweating for us. It's I think I've talked about this before, like his eyes sometimes, mm-hmm. like he has very sensitive, like dry eyes. If he wears his contacts for too long, they're like red the rest of the day they get kind of like puffy from allergies and so there's just a lot of times where I'm like your eyes look weird and then he's like I I don't know why they look weird I know but like it's just my eyes and we've established over and over again that his eyes are not a good sign for me to try and go off (laughs) but I can't help when I see it and I'm just like staring at him and even if I try not to say anything because I'm like oh I don't want to accuse him like I know we've talked about the eyes but he can like pick up on me like staring him down right Um, Mm -hmm. and then when he'll get kind of annoyed like I don't know it's my eyes it sucks like I'm annoyed by him too then sometimes I'm like well why is he getting so defensive you Mm -hmm. know getting defensive if there was nothing to hide um and so then I will start overthinking that but I feel like early on in recovery, he was a lot more like he didn't really get defensive then because I think he was like, I'm expecting this. Now it's going on two and a half years. So I think there's a little bit more of like, okay, I've been clean for two and a half years. I'm talking to my sponsor. I'm doing all of these things. So it gets a little more annoying when you ask me now. Mm -hmm. I always think about like, what would it feel like? if he was just staring at me and like analyzing me but I didn't really know what he was looking for and like how would I feel and I that's I kind of put myself in his shoes sometimes because like you said like you're just kind of like trying to assess like do that whole body scan and you're like okay is he walking weird is he talking weird are his eyes weird is it like anything and I just wonder like sometimes I think about like if he was doing that to me I would feel so uncomfortable all the time yeah like you're in a microscope yeah yeah so I try to be sensitive to that too and ultimately I always like just keep thinking like it doesn't matter if he's high right now I'm gonna find out it's gonna come to a head like I like that's how I like talk myself down it's like if am I safe is he fine? Like, if the answer is yes, then like, I just need to wait for it to come. Like, I don't need to spend my time searching because there's never been a time where I haven't found out. So I don't know why I wouldn't find out. And so that's a kind of the thing that I can think about is like, you know, I I use that to check my, my thoughts. (laughs) Like, it'll come, it'll, I'll find out and have to worry about it right now. Yeah. That's kind of how I leave it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. The whole idea of like, I will like repeat to myself, like things will reveal themselves in their time, like when it's supposed Mm -hmm. to happen. So yeah. Yeah. But that can be hard to wait. You know what I mean? Like I I don't, I agree with you guys. 
but I also think it's very difficult. I also think it's very funny that, so what, Jessica, like you're, you said sweating, Shannon, you said eyes for me. It's if Kim is like super tired. So, and that can happen for mm-hmm. a gazillion reasons. And Kimmon loves to sleep. And I remember not too long ago, he was like sitting on the couch and he had like leaned his head back and had kind was kind of dozing off. I'm like, motherfucker, what are you doing? Like I had gotten so upset because I just hadn't seen that in quite some time. And so for me, it's like that falling asleep period. And if I can't in my brain link together things that would make him tired it's like okay well I know you got eight hours hours of sleep last night the kids were at daycare all day why are you so tired like you didn't do anything and so I think that's funny that we all have like just little things that have lingered for so long that are very common everyday things yeah Mm -hmm. that's what I I agree with you that it's really hard to let the like oh I'll just let it reveal itself in its own time um and that is hard so I'm not saying that I don't still think about it but more so I'm trying not to get like hung up on like interrogating or asking like the question every time I see it when I know that these are just like common him being tired or his eyes looking weird or sweating like that there are all these other reasons I try to be less focused in on oh the cause has to be drugs um Mm -hmm. and sometimes for me it's like uh, what good does it do I mean for me to sit here like he's not concerned about it if he's definitely if he's using and if he's not he's most of the time he's like after he reassures me once he's like okay let's move on with our day so then I'm just like festering and that just ruins my attitude my mood and if he doesn't want me to find out like I know that it's going to take a lot for me to get it out of him and why like I don't know it's just like I don't know really what I gain from that maybe learning information a week sooner or a day sooner but at what cost to me and um especially if like I don't know for sure you know, like if I found like damning evidence, then okay. <laughs> but if it's just like my own insecurities about our trust and about like things, then it's like, I, I have to let those things go. And like, otherwise, why am I here? You know, if yeah. it's just going to be a constant like berating of, you know, things he's doing in his normal life, like that's no fun for either of us. Yeah. I think the like damning evidence, or if it's something that's like stacked up on top of like several incidents or it happens like over and over and over again, um, then that sometimes leads me to be more like, I would be more likely to maybe push, but if it's like, oh, you're doing all of the things you usually do and everything's been fine. And now for whatever reason, this one random Tuesday, I feel like your eyes look strange to me. Like that's mm-hmm. probably more of like a me thing than a him thing. So I guess like mm-hmm. looking for the other um, examples uh, that either he is doing like recovery stuff or he isn't like that helps to combat those questions. Mm-hmm. Like 
right now, I think I, I've shared this also on stories like that Jay's gotten into a health kick and he's like working out more and he's eating healthier. And so he's been like losing some weight, not like anything drastic, but like he's been losing weight. And sometimes I'll catch myself being like, oh, he's losing weight. Like I correlate that with drug use because times that he's lost weight in the past, he was using, but then I have to like walk myself back and look at like, well, he is working out now and he is eating healthier. And he's like actively talking about what he's doing for these things. So of course it would make sense that he's seeing some progress, but it's like, Mm -hmm. always makes me feel a little nervous. Like, man, in a month or so, am I going to be like, I just feel so stupid because here I was thinking he lost this weight by being healthy and it was all a cover for his drug use. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I I think it goes back to kind of what you were saying earlier, Jessica, like what what good does it do you? Mm Mm-hmm. And even that like looking back and feeling dumb feeling, like I used to feel like that a lot. And the thing is, is that I did nothing to look dumb. Like I didn't do any of that. I lived my life and I was taking care of myself and like being the responsible person I am. Like that doesn't, that's not a reflection of me. Um, Like he looks dumb. He's the one been lying to me. Like, what do I feel? He's embarrassed. I don't understand. That's something that I really struggled with for a long time. And it's like, none of those were my actions or my choices. So that has zero reflection on me. Yeah. I don't know why we feel like we have to take that so personal. Like we take on that shame and that embarrassment. And it's like, that's not my slip up. That's not, I didn't do any, I didn't do anything to make that happen. Not one. So yeah that's so true that's what I struggle with the most I think and why I'm so like oh I must figure out the answer because I don't want to feel like stupid again like how did I not know how did I miss that or I like feel embarrassed that like I should know the signs by now like and it still got past me so I think you made a really good point and I'm going to like hear that in my head the next time I'm worrying about it yeah good because I hear it in my head a lot it's really helped me like I think yeah I used to be like afraid to share when he would relapse like at the and he was relapsing a lot (laughs) we got a lot of practice and I was just like oh no like this is so bad and it's like what what did I do like (laughs) I didn't do anything. So why am I like feeling all these negative feelings? Because all I've done is try to like love and support this person. Like there's nothing to be ashamed about with that. Like, I don't know, but I think that's pretty common. I think that's why we're so secretive with these types of issues, I think. Yeah. Right. Well, no, and a lot of times they do really bad things, (laughs) like really bad things. So mm-hmm. I feel stupid. I remember feeling super stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So Jess, what, like, um, you guys have been together just in general for a long time. Why couples counseling or like, has there anything like just has sparked recently that you're like, yeah, this would be a good thing for us. Um, well, just what I said that like, I mean, there's obvious, like, um, we, I mean, I don't trust him a hundred percent and that's really difficult when your lives are so intertwined and you have a child. It's like there are a lot of times where we're just kind of working in parallel and not connecting in between as much just because the nature of like, you know, go, waking up, getting ready for work. We have different morning routines and he takes the kid and I pick up the kid. It, there's just all these things that happen and you're together, but not like really connecting in a way that before we had a kid, it was like constant check-in. I feel like, like nothing else to think about, you know, I'm not thinking about did the kid brush his teeth or where's the passy or where's the bunny or I don't know so I I think that we've had less downtime to talk through these things or work through these things and it just kind of gets pushed to the side I mean I mean rightfully so like taking our kid is kind of our main priority and then like work and stuff so it I think it just naturally can fall by the side wayside and um as a result you know these things keep coming up like just little things and it's like I don't really want to spend my weekends talking about this like or working through this why don't we like just get with someone else who can help us through it we can like have a dedicated time um but yeah nothing like major it's just we used to have more time to like really talk through things and like figure them out and and now we just don't have that same downtime at all so it's just kind of more difficult to do on our own without like intentionally carved out space to just talk. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And also like you guys are in a different point in your relationship. Also, like, I feel like other times for couples counseling, like, and this is true for Jay and I, like the times that we were in couples counseling were right after a relapse or they were, it was an early recovery. And so it was like, most of what we were working on was very like focused on the addiction or like impacts of that. Um, and it's like now, you know, I'm noticing even like on my own counseling, like there's a shift of like less focus and worry on how I'm responding to addiction things and just dealing with like other issues that I struggle with or whatever. And like, I think that can be the same for a relationship is Mm -hmm. as it's moved, like it might not be so addiction specific. Well, and I don't know about you guys, but also realize like the way that I reacted to addiction, which is just like a major life stress is also the way I react to a lot of other major life stresses. It's like not specific to the addiction. There's a lot of things I do that were negatively impacting that situation that I do that also negatively impact other situations. Like Mm -hmm. I recently was like super overwhelmed with work. And it's like, I do the same things that I did responding to Casey's addiction. It's just like, that's my natural, these are my natural, like unhealthy habits, you know, like, and so I find that maybe the addiction brought these things out in me. I was 25. So what major life stress had I really had? 
And so like, maybe that was the first time I realized that I am a highly anxious, like overwhelmed type of person under crazy stress. And that's just the way it came out. But now once that's calmed down and these things are still happening to me, it's like, oh, well, wait, <laughs> like it wasn't just the addiction. Like this is just my response to things that are totally crazy and out of my control. And I find that that's what I talk about in counseling now is like, it's the same type of conversation, but it's just more about me. And like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it all comes down to like, I don't like not being in control of things. I want to know what's coming. I want to know like what I need to do. And when life isn't that way, like I don't feel comfortable and that's not good for my mental health. <laughs> so, so yeah I think I think that's an interesting thing I've learned through this is like it's not it's not just the addiction was a thing that just highlighted who I am and how I respond to things I mean it did a bunch of other stuff but really you know I needed counseling before the addiction I just didn't know it yet yeah so um, if you find out in your counseling a way where you can control the outcome of things and be so that we can be comfortable on that, please share with the rest of us because well, the answer is you don't do anything that requires you to grow. And <laughs> basically is what I'm learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really funny. Well, I think I had shared with you guys too that Kim and I were also looking into couples counseling. And so we've done three or four sessions now. And, uh, so we've been together for 15 years, almost married for 10. I got with him when I was 19. So like just children, honestly, like just freaking children. And, um, it has been very, very helpful because as I am just kind of looking at our relationship, so 19 college, I graduate, start work life, but he was in to his heavy addiction. Addiction kind of comes out. I immediately have a child working on children's life. So now I have a two and a half year old as my youngest. And so now I feel like, you know, the brain can free up a bit, right? So two and a half, she can get her own snack. She can go in the fridge, get her own milk. Like uh, I just have more time. Like, you know, I can put her in front of Bluey and she'll sit for a half an hour. Um, so there's just more uh, free mind space. And so I think with my personal counselor, it's kind of realizing like, oh, like now I have time to think about myself. And then going to the couple's counselor, we just probably haven't developed the best communication with one another. And so it's been helpful to kind of talk through these things. And it's been, it's hurt, but it's been good overall. Like we don't walk out of there, like mad at each other. Um, but it's like, oh, like you didn't realize that about me or he notices he's been with me for so long. He notices things about me that he'll say, um, which are interesting to hear. Um, but it's been so far so good. Um, we're just trying to work on it, but it feels good to be 
in couples counseling and we're not on the brink of divorce. Like, I think it is so super helpful that we're in a place where we like each other. Like, this is not a last resort. This isn't like we have terrible issues to fix and this will hopefully help us. It's like, we recognize that there was something and it's like, well, let's just get a third party because it feels like we're on a hamster wheel a bit. So let's get in with a third party to help us navigate that situation. So I'm really, I'm really, really thankful we have. Yeah, Yeah, that's very healthy. And I think a very good reminder because a lot of times I think people only use these tools like a counselor and things like when they are at the brink of divorce or something like terrible is happening. Um, But like, you don't have to have some like big chaotic dysfunctional thing in your life to be able to like work on something and make things like better. So kudos to you guys for both, you know, you and Kim and being willing to go at this point and work on things like, and you're probably in a better, like frame of mind where you can, you know, have some positive changes that it's not so like life or death situation at the moment. No, no, no. And, and I think too, to kind of go back into the shame, so right, shame of addiction, blah, blah, blah. But then I think even too, even telling people out loud, like, oh, we're in couples counseling or oh, we're in marriage counseling. I think many times it is um, thought like, oh man, you must be on the brink of divorce or, you know, because probably there's a lot of situations where that happens. And so for me personally, um, I try to mention that in a lot of situations just to try to help break down that it's not if you're on the brink of divorce, like maybe you should just do it in general, like counseling, personal counseling, do it. And then couples counseling, like, why not? Like if you, if you can afford it and you think that would help your relationship, like, yeah, do it. I I just, I'm a big, and I love my counselor. So it's easy. She's a straight shooter. (laughs) Are you guys both seeing, are you in convincing your count, the one you see individually? Does he, how does he feel about that? If so? Yeah. So we, we talked about that quite a bit. Um, but like, we don't see this couples counseling, like with this kind of one main issue that we're focusing on, we don't see it as a long-term thing. So I think there's going to be like a handful more sessions. We'll kind of get where we need to go and then he'll just stop. Now, if this is a continued sustaining thing, I think we would need, I would want to find another person. Um, but right now we're seeing my personal counselor who we started out with marriage counseling, which is like in her office was one of the reasons I found out he was an addict. So there's just a lot of history with Sue. Yeah. Just love <laughs> Sue. <laughs> yeah, I get that. We did a lot of counseling at the beginning too, like together, couples counseling. And I think that the time we invested in that is like, maybe one of the reasons we're still together because like we just didn't know how to communicate with each other and when we did communicate it was like not in a healthy productive way so like there I remember Jay who's been on our podcast a few times I remember sitting in his office like maybe the very very beginning of going into rehab like he went went, Casey went to rehab and he like had us sit and face each other and just repeat, like literally just repeat exactly what the other person said. And that exercise, we did that at home for a long time. Where we would like say, oh, this is what you said. This is like, I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. 
and saying it back to you. Not like listening and then in my mind deciding it's this thing that made me mad and now I'm gonna, you know. And that, I remember doing that for a while and that one thing is something that stuck with me that like we just were so off base and like out of touch with like, we were so wrapped up in our own emotions, I guess, that it was just really easy to hear the pieces that we wanted to hear and react and just like doing that I don't know that was just something that has stuck with me this whole time like so we did a lot of things like that and I think that has that definitely was a key to us like moving forward being able to have these conversations about these things that are like really hard to talk about so yeah I agree that's great I do too and I think it's hopeful I always found feel like a lot of times in conflict I'm very focused on wanting to prove my point or Mm -hmm. be right um and believe it or not I'm not always right sometimes Jay is and so it was helpful to have like the third party to help point those things out or make sure like um like Shannon I'm hearing Jay's say this and you know like just like what you said sometimes we get wrapped up in our own minds of like what we anticipate they're going to say or Mm -hmm. we take it in a different way that they mean and so it's just helpful to have that third party kind of like refocus everyone and then can also try and Mm -hmm. like balance the two (laughs) sides as We'd, it's so easy for us to get our, off track. Like something will start out as the argument and then 30 minutes later, we're arguing about something that happened 10 years ago. And we're like, how did we get here? Yeah. I think something else really quickly to point out is like um, when having this third party, like when we're having kind of a disagreement, uh, what she'll do, uh, we'll cut, he'll, he'll say something and then I'll be, she'll be like, okay, well, so you're just going to work on that be like yeah so like she kills it so like we don't keep going kind of like what you're saying Shannon like it's just like okay well Katie said she's gonna work on it so let's see where it goes and just move on and so however but in like real day-to-day conversations like well are you really gonna do that I don't think you're gonna do that like because last year you didn't do that when you said you would do that or whatever it may be which is like okay she said she's gonna do it okay let's see what happens and so that has been very that's just been really crazy that we haven't spun that out which is funny so no I I agree yeah Mm -hmm. all right that was a fun check-in ladies when did you guys check in (laughs) oh did (laughs) I think you know sort of I think it all kind of like things came out like yeah I agree just in conversation so yeah Yeah. cool (laughs) Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. That only helps us grow and help spread our message out to more people and keep coming back. Thanks for spending time with us. We hope this story has helped you better navigate yours. Don't forget to subscribe so we can meet you here next time. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love by rating or reviewing. Need more support? Join our online community by visiting us at boyproblemspod.com. Whatever you do, keep coming back. We're not licensed professionals. We're here to share our lived experience. So take what resonates and leave what doesn't.